Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy.
All right, beautiful people. I want to thank you for joining me here this morning on Prison Focus Radio. I am your host, Nubay Brown, here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5. So this week, we are actually going to hear uh, from our beautiful brother inside, Baridi, and some poetry, and just take um, a little bit of a break from our a conversation with Joka Hashima Jinsai and his book, The Indictment of the State and Its Prison Industrial Slave Complex. This will also give you an opportunity to pick it up on Amazon if you haven't done so already and to see some of the other books, the beautiful library of Joka Hashima Jinsai and Abdul Olugbala Shakur. Um, so, yeah, so I hope you will enjoy um, what you hear this week and, um, and hope that your previous week has been beautiful. So let's go ahead and get started uh, with our brother Baridi talking about Black August and some of the incredible work that um, our new African revolutionary uh, freedom fighters are still doing inside. All right. Actually, we are going to start with a poem, and then we are going to hear from Baridi. This is called Gang Life by Eric Deshaun Holliday, also known as Poet EDH. Gang Life. I've loved and admired it since the age of five, don't feel the same about it 30 years later. I've uncovered the truth to the 1969 turmoil. There still isn't any set of rules or structures to it. The manuscript was kept and established from old adolescent minds of the Crip founders. It's plain to see there is no plan for unity or reconstruction to the organization. Hurtful, so much black power and black lives lost and wasted in 53 years. We could have took America over and had our 40 acres and a mule by now, without change. It's safe to say our kids, nieces and nephews, little cousins and grandkids will be the next generation to fall victim. I have the courage to testify against the lifestyle I drowned in. I was informed as a teen I would end up dead or in prison. The results of most of my so-called homies and me ended up being accurate. It comes with being immature, blind, naive, idolizing false prophets and wanting brotherhood and sisterhood acceptance. How can representing and loving our tribes come with having to tear down and destroy our neighbors, territory, and life count? We call it playing ball, but it's really stalking and assassinating our kind. Refer to it, we refer to it as putting in work. I say it's time for retirement. All the innocent lives lost within 53 years in all 50 states and countries to gang-banging, chips on our shoulders, and we take it out on each other, taking the easy route, prevents us from using brain cells. So many powerful and good gang members, but they're selfish and scared to be a sacrifice, to inform each other that the racists are the real enemy and not another black man or woman from another neighborhood that wears another logo or color. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Say nothing, and we continue the black-on-black -black genocide. Be the advocate, and they want us gone like King and X. I'd rather stand for something than keep falling for quicksand. 
African Americans can take over the USA for good. Right now, we're everywhere in every industry that's avenues continuously. Crips, blood, pirates, vice lords, and GDs. Only if we could unify, control ourselves, and switch the narrative to the gang life. This is dedicated to all the children of gang violence, gang gun violence, the ones that were toddlers all the way up until 17. They never made it to be an adult, never found out what they could become. It was almost me at five years old, give or take two or three feet, and my head was blown off my shoulders with a 44 Magnum handgun. I was blessed to not be hit by the six bullets. My hideout was under the dashboard. EDH. And now, our beloved brother, Baridi. Okay, I was saying, our, 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 our most less interest is with the community, right? Exactly. We believe that, that that's the power that we need in order to actually ex expose what the government doing as well as calling them into account, right? Yes, yes. The public at large, in general, is, is has not been there because they got this stigma and stereotype that comes with prisoner. I know, still. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's that, that's how uh, in a in a in a in a colony in a colon, colony that's how you colonize the mentality. So they've been conditioned to, to look at things like that. Even even why uh, uh, Trump and some of your biggest criminals can stand right there in front of them and and and, and they won't see they, see them as such, right? Absolutely. But, it, but you can go all the way back and and, and you can draw this on, on how media came about coming out of uh, out of the slave era and they begin to broadcast the narratives of, of superiority. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Inferiority and all that, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we believe the community. The, uh, if we can get that community release board up front center, where it becomes part of uh, the discussion in these these legislators here and stuff like that, we believe we, we'll be able to expose the state's board that has kept uh, 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 historically since it was a dull authority has kept people in decades, decades. And mainly uh, people of color uh, 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 past past the eligibility date, right, mm -hmm. of, of coming home. So then the work we we where we bridging the community release board is we, we we committing to a contract. We committing to coming out and serving the community. So it, so it, it, you automatically got a, a, a vested interest uh, uh, in that regards too. That. Uh, that the community can can bank on, but we 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 can't we can't we can't. As long as we got the state's board of uh, parole hearing kind of shadowly hiding behind CDC and 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 a, and a, a nuisance them, we can't really really expose expose them like we need to because you have to expose uh, who they they're up on the executive branch of government so you have to kind of expose it all the way up like that and, and then go back and show how this has been going on since the 1670s of keeping people in here like this under, under this this this, this thing and, and 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 then begin to say that the people has a right to uh, voice on re return elders uh 
uh, to their community. To, and then in our interest, we want uh, uh, to return to serve. Yes, before you can no longer do so. You were not convicted to die in their die in prison. Mm-hmm. They are our people, and they deserve to be treated with the same dignity and respect and come home after all the time that they have done. It's, you can call it restitution. You can call it justice. You can call it um, a moral standing. Y'all need mm-hmm. to come home. And that mm-hmm. is all you know, related to our daily lives because if we have our peer, people being disappeared away, that's those are genocidal ta- tactics that are being done on our watch and in our name. And people, and when they are exposed to that, they should be able to say very clearly, no. Right. Not right. on my watch. But because right. they don't get to see it, because there's that disconnection um, uh, continuing to take place, I think people also don't understand that this is a psychological attack on the people and that is why this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Why we, our mental health is so damaged. Mm-hmm. Because we are being forced into our own oppression and into our own genocide. All right. Uh, with that said, and before we continue on with my conversation with Baridi. I want to read the article that Michael DeRoe, who we know lovingly as Za, and one of the other brothers inside, another new African revolutionary, Fatih, um, wrote an article that was published in the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper, Community Release Board Proposal, an Alternative to the Board of Parole Hearings again developed by Za and Fatih. A community is a group of people producing, reproducing, living, loving, and developing within a reasonable distance of each other who generally possess a common set of evolved beliefs. At the nuclear level, family is the atom of community. The natural extension of a community is a city, a county, a state. The graduation evolves through the coalescing of multiple communities. As it pertains to this proposal, such united communities are the city, county, or state, XYZ, versus John or Jane Doe on the face page of a charge sheet. When the community law is broken, it seeks to identify, arrest, and prosecute the alleged culprit. If convicted, the person, the convict, is subject to a range of sanctions up to and including a period of exile served in state or federal prison. If the governed had the right to alter or abolish the governmental ties which bound them among the 13 colonies, which dissolved the ties which legally bound them and declared themselves a new nation, then our communities are certainly within our rights to alter any state agency to ensure it better serves us now. We must now engage in a campaign that gives back to the communities the ultimate say in determining when prisoners will be reintegrated back into their community. We can do this by creating a Community Release Board, CRB, which can be developed through protest, proposition, or legislation spearheaded by a determined group of organizers united for its realization. These organizers will be entrusted with the responsibility of educating the public and to organize mass consciousness to protest, to proposition and to apply political pressure to advance the agenda of reclaiming the right of the people, the governed, to alter or abolish the government, 
the right of the community to exercise this kind of issue. The CRB will contribute to curing California's inability to operate its prisons within their capacity, absent federal oversight or caveat, where capacity is above 100% and the combustible consequence of crowding too many people into not enough space looms on the horizon. The CRB will guard against class and race targeting and act as a hedge to impede private prison profiteers and bought-off politicians. By implementing a practice parole program guided by a prisoner's base term and diluting dependency on manipulated opinion, the CRB will contribute to shrinking CDCR's budget by resisting taking at face value future behavior predictors colored by hidden prison politics and petite peon beliefs. Here's a note from Fatih. The late Geronimo Jijaga Pratt was targeted by the FBI's COINTELPRO Pro and local justice red squads in their effort to destroy the L.A. chapter of the BPP, the Black Panther Party. He was framed and convicted for a murder he did not commit. He was interned at the California Department of Corrections for 27 years until his tenacious and capable attorney convinced the court to recognize the miscarriage of justice and order his release and award him millions of dollars. The Board of Prison Terms, called at that time, or BPH in its, in its wisdom, held him 20 years beyond his minimum eligible release date, the MERD. Had Jijaga's fate been left to the Board of Prison Terms' discretion, chances are he would have died innocent in prison or had been subjected continuously to the same treatment Sundiata Akoli reported he faced across the country at his New Jersey parole board hearings, a 40-year train of denials. I, Fatih, appeared before the Board of Prison Terms in December of 1981, two years beyond my MERD. The deputy district attorney representing my committed county of Los Angeles recommended that I be given a five-year parole date. The board rejected the recommendation and denied my parole over the view of my commitment county representative. Today, I am 37 years beyond my MERD. Fatih. The CRB will create space, and its ripple effect will remove the pressure for new jail and prison construction, manage overcrowding, and speed up life for community reintegration by putting current board of parole hearing dysfunction. Uh, sorry. Um, speed up life for community reintegration by purging current board of parole hearing dysfunction. The CRB will serve as an alternate alternate board to the BPH for all indeterminate life prisoners, including those prisoners who have life without the possibility of parole, LWAP, sentences, and who have served 20 years of their sentence. The indeterminate prisoner's minimum eligible parole date, MEPD, will serve as the dividing line between BPH authority and the CRBs. For LWAPs, the dividing line will be the 20 years that have been served. Note, during the 1970s, 20 years was legally considered to be a life term. Initially, the state will take an indeterminate prisoner to BPH within a year of their MEPD and decide if it will grant parole. A parole grant will be subject to the governor's review and reversal, the GRR. If the BPH denies parole, the authority to parole such prisoners will transfer to the prisoner's pre-conviction community, CRB, with the prisoner's central file. The CRB, again, that's the Community Release Board, will review the file to determine when the prisoner 
will appear before the CRB. The CRB will have the authority to parole such prisoners within an agreed-upon number of years, not to exceed five and subject, and subject to GRR. After five years, the CRB's authority to grant or deny parole is solely its own. When the CRB grants parole, its Community Parole Agency, CPA, will assume parole supervision in all grants, except prisoners who the state classifies as high risk. These parolees will be supervised by the state. The CPA will monitor the supervision and conduct any parole violation hearings. The state will contract with the CRB for cost sufficiency to cover salary and infrastructure agreed to with CRB negotiators. CRB candidates will examine BPH statutes and study California parole boards, the adult authority, community release board, and board of prison terms archives in search of a balance between what has been, what is, and what the CRB hopes to contribute to this history as it prepares to take the mantle of an alternate board and confidently write a new chapter. CRB review decisions will be weighted toward the sentence Given when the committed crime occurred, the average time in custody during particular periods, additional convictions while in custody, and sanity evaluations conducted by an unbiased, non-carceral mental health care professional, which includes the question, does the prisoner really know right from wrong? All CRB parole grants or denials will consist of these factors, the CRB's gathered experience and natural community sense. The CRB's aim is to release as many prisoners who have served their sentences or so much time in prison without endangering public safety by not being ruled by fear, by cutting through calcified opinion and convoluted reasoning, which has ignored time in custody with the knowledge that age reduces dangerousness dramatically as well as likely participation in future, future crime. Although the state's highest court reversed the decision of Henry Butler, a case that had to do with parole hearings, the presiding judge J. Anthony Klein stated in 2012 that, quote, the board appears to be violating the rights of thousands of inmates by systematically denying parole, unquote. A statement apparently made in an earlier life or petition. We know that the BPH has been extremely consistent in denying suitability for thousands of people who have done everything asked and required of them. We cannot undo any of the harm that has been caused by the actions of the BPH, and it may be pointless to try and have conversations about the reasons why this has and continues to happen. They have not accomplished anything of meaningful change that has led to stopping these practices. What we can do is to campaign and protest uh, for the development of a community release board, a process that empowers the communities that we come from and gives those communities the final say as to when we are ready to be reconnected with one another. We cannot emphasize enough that this proposal should belong to all of us who believe in and are committed to genuinely challenging the ideology of white supremacy and the system of patriarchy. Our hope is that this will generate a discussion that will lead to the inclusion of our ideas, an understanding of what community means, looks like, and how it might function in connection with other like and similar communities, how communities should be chosen to sit on the CRB, etc. As we speak, 
there are efforts underway in some states to halt the voter-approved right to allow ex-felons to vote. In Florida, conservative right-wing efforts have introduced legislation that would make it illegal for ex-felons to vote if they still owe restitution. And in some cases, this would apply to people who have not been reincarcerated for decades but still owe restitution. They would not be allowed to vote until after the restitution is paid, which may never be accomplished in their lifetime because of the amount owed. These are efforts by the system of hate that have existed in this country for centuries. If we are ever to begin the process of reimagining what incarceration and justice and peace mean and look like, now is the time. We can prevent future harm by being done to the people and the communities by removing the power from individuals and institutions that care nothing about us, who support the maintaining of hate that does nothing except contribute to the generational trauma that continues to destroy all in its path and give it back to the people. The empowering of communities that have historically been underserved, underdeveloped, and misrepresented must be done now, until we win or don't lose. Anything worth loving is worth fighting for. Love and always with you, Fatih and Zah. All right, the last thing that I would like to say before we take a musical break and then come back with uh, uh, more from Baridi is that this is a clear call for an elevated action towards our humanity in solidarity with our uh, people inside, our people inside who are fighting uh, for their liberation as they uplift and elevate um, the people out here. Okay, let's get ready for a quick musical break and then we will come back with Baridi. <laughs> White people, I am not your Negro. Yeah, black people, y'all just got your hero. All these rap demons, I'm about to depot. Me and Asada, my ATL and alter ego. The Queen of Sheba and Musa Kita, producer heater. Salute your teacher, my newest seat is a future leader. A testament of my evolution to excellence. To be or not to be human, that's what the question is. I'm still the answer regardless. Rappers is moving targets. Acknowledge me as the smartest passenger moving forward. My little sister bars blast like Kalishnikov. Just because heavy bass dance like Barishnikov. The sound pierced like bullets and swords from a nation under attack like Bulletin boards and I'm repping the foundation to the fullest of course Today another life was lost and it could have been yours Whether in Colorado or Cali Park You but a mile apart from the sharpness of my remarks The black oligarch making weaponry out of art My supplier soul messiah told me we gotta talk I walk through the dark Now do I roll deep or do I hold heat Now am I laid back or a control freak Rocking the crown gilded in gold leaf I'm from a place where the people dream but don't sleep you are now tuned in to the classics This fine art need is work to the masters Ain't met a man or woman yet cause the past is Cheers to the slaughter and rebellion and raise your glasses You are now tuned in to the classics This fine art need is work to the masters Ain't met a man or woman yet cause the past is Cheers to the slaughter and rebellion and raise your glasses Look, I don't wanna keep this dog and log alive 
but they still don't know I'm out for blood. I'm not surprised. I keep my fangs well hidden behind a model smile. In this tyrannical grammar, stick I tie this eyes by design. I'm emphatically beast over every domain. I surveilly pray in states of paralysis with my rabbit eyes. And me and thought together, portrait of your worst fears. The darkness come to light when two Leviathans is fraternizing. My stock splinting from God's innards to mall sentences. Till every mall within yards beyond penitence. Squad minute from meanest to meaning. And Lauren lyrics, we both God in the tables and squat like salons. Titular album, homie, I'm scripture embodied. Holy 16, sort of fiend, the redeemer. Picture of pious court in my verses like I'm second coming. That's just one way that I've been hurt described. I'm old bottle across the Tupac and the cause of all eyes on me when I occupy space immersed in white. Cause I'm lit like a seven day. My third eye lit, stay wide open like it's broken. It's unsettling. It's a high risk going up against my pedigree. It's black thoughts and rock the eye. Bits in his head away. away. You are now tuned in to the classics. This fine art leaders work to the masters. Ain't met a man or woman yet, cause the passes. Cheers to the slaughter, every bow your hand and raise your glasses. You are now tuned in to the classics. This fine art leaders work to the masters. Ain't met a man or woman yet, cause the passes. Cheers to the slaughter, every bow your hand and raise your glasses. The atom split a dark matter, enigmatic figure. Dwelling shadow, then emerge with my genetics trigger. The sleeping giant, the ether supply, you keep them wired. So in every verse at this circuit, you make repeat required. We fired a live round out of the cartridge. The foul words written on parchment. High and exalted, police and fire department. Main culprit, a glimmer in the eye of the target. The mind of a marksman. The word source was preferred source of that black magic. The same orifice, the fame voiceless as fat acid. The dream eater, the green reaper, succeed killer. The sign of boom and the MC of Elohim leader. The sight of the grim reaper. But a gatekeeper, the late creeper, the street sweeper that think deeper, the complete speaker, the spin galley. Went from reefer in the alley to freaking with us, Somali on the beaches of Malawi. Now we the luminary, the heavy pituitary. Knew it very early on. I be the legendary, hot as the side of my vocabulary, contemporary, personally autographing every obituary. August, let them know that Black August uh, formed in 1978-1979 by brothers, conscious uh, New African brothers inside the California prison system. Uh, the concept of Black August is on two points. One is Black August Memorial uh, paying a comm commemoration to those unsung heroes and sheroes who uh, uh, contributed uh, they life force uh, to the furthest interests of, of, uh, uh, of the people. And then the second part uh, is Black August resistance, uh, a resistance that goes all the way back to uh, uh, the early years of uh, New Africans coming over here off of slave ships and actually uh, resisting the colonization, oppression, exploitation, uh, racism, white supremacy, and everything that was been targeted toward, toward them and, and the indigenous people that they still side by side with and fought with. And the first part of 
Black Oak Memorial, which we call BAM for short, you have flea days. You have uh, the 1st, 7th, 13th, and 21st, and you can get additional information on, on those, uh, anyone that's interested in, in, in learning more of that. Then it's also encouraged that you take, that you create a journal that allow you to be able to map out your objectives and goals you would like to accomplish throughout the month and uh, uh and may see how much time you put in you know uh, weekly and daily uh, uh it's all about self-criticism self-advancement that, that journal also is available uh to uh, uh liberate the case voices uh sister nube you can provide that uh then you have uh you have the Black Oak Resistance to where you have in the 1700s, they they don't tell you in the history, American history books, but it's a long legacy of resistance. So where yeah, this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Uh, Jimmy the Rebel, uh, and and uh, those uh, uh, former enslaved people fighting the, the freedom. Uh, they was uh, not only was they escaping and running uh, running away from. But they also was for fighting resistance along the way, and you had uh, in the 1800s you had Gabriel Process Prosser who organized the largest slave revolt during Black August uh, of uh, 1800, and then you have uh, 1822 uh, Demar Vesey in uh, uh, what was it? South Carolina, who organized a large slave revolt and during Black August, and then of course you heard of Nat Turner during Black August of eighteen thirty-first, and then you have contributions of Marcus Garvey and others who have continued to form former organized resistance that brings us up to to. One of the historic ones we seen was doing California's historic prisoner of human rights struggle, where we actually organized. It was a month before Black August, which was a July of 2021. I mean, excuse me, 2011, and we organized the California prisoner hunger strikes and was important because never in the history of California had they ever singled out uh, conscious uh, uh, fighters and actually uh, put them in, in like a death row where they put them within the Oregon border in this place called Pelican Bay Shoe and down in Corkin Shoe and Tashby Shoe uh, and they actually tried to break their minds and spirit to turn them into state informants uh, uh, tell them that you're gonna die here. It's called snitch parole to die. So you had you had uh, organized uh, resistance against that, where uh, they came together with our all races and, and uh, did a hunger strike uh, between 2011 and 2013, and that uh, had 30,000 prisoners uh, that joined in in support of that effort. And then and, and that organized resistance came came uh, where the, they uh, refused to let the state uh, uh, system uh, continue to uh, play prisoner against prisoner, and they entered into agreement in hostilities. Uh, uh, no, no longer were they uh, participating in um, CDC uh, guards manufacturing uh, 
uh, racial riots and stuff that they was doing. So they was cutting that so that type of manipulation off because they used to do it in them gladiator schools, uh, gladiator, gladiator fights in uh, Corkin where they would shoot you like in gallery guns while they betting on you fighting and stuff. So uh, prisoner wised up and they stopped that and and then that in, entered into the movement, the California uh, prisoner human rights movement. And uh, so some uh, it's good that you're gonna be uh, helping us uh, highlight those points. Uh, through the Bayview uh, too, uh, that continues to this day. So you have you have res, uh, res, uh, black all resistance that has many components to it. Because it's, it's about uh, what George says: selling your quarrels, coming together, and uniting uh, as a system of oppression, and beginning to uh, push back against this new uh, colonial. Uh, uh, arrangement that they got things going now with and begin to organize people to, to see the p power that the people have. And I want to share both of those today because we had recently, uh, a discussion at, at the, in East Palato on Black August. And it also it has, uh, uh, what we call resistance to Maafa. Maafa comes from the African Holocaust, the Atlantic slave trade, the Middle Passage, the uh, American system of, of uh, chattel slavery, Jim Crow, up into uh, uh, slavery by another name, peonage uh, systems of, of black codes, up into the new Jim Crow system of mass incarceration that continues to this day. And my offer, it speaks to the trauma, the pain and uh, that uh, has occurred through there. And through that struggle, you have organized resistance that come out of that that's highlighted during Black August too. So I just want to share that with, with uh, anyone that... that uh, may not have been informed on that um, basis. Okay. That's really beautiful. I, I, one, there are a couple of things I would love for you to just unpack a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. when it, so when the, the, the torture program of solitary confinement that was uh, built deliberately to break the minds of the men that they were going to be putting into these uh, security housing units known as the shoes. Were these specifically built with the new Africans in mind or just the revolutionary spirit? Like, would it also have been the descendants of indigenous peoples and their fight for Aslan, for instance, and they have revolutionary um, ideas around, you know, land reclamation and things like that. Um, but were the shoes built specifically for the new African revolutionary? Okay, they, they've always had holes in California prison system. The, the notorious one was uh, O-Wing in uh, uh, California's training facility called Solidad Prison, and that's where they had uh, assassinated uh, W.L. Nolan and uh, uh, Alvin Miller and, uh, and uh, uh, James McClain at, uh, excuse me, Cleveland Edwards, excuse me, Cleveland Edwards. And so, so, uh, these new security housing units uh, that they started building was part of a blueprint that they had. Uh, they had a consultant firm out of Arizona that they had had uh, consulted. They created a past CDC task force uh, headed by uh, San Quentin Wood and Vasquez, and they and they hired a consulting firm out of out of Arizona. And uh, uh, you can read this in their uh, 1986, November 1986 uh, task force report, 
task force report on uh, security housing units. Uh, I can't remember the rest of it. I think it's revolutionary organization gangs and gangs. I think in the title, something like that. But when you read this report, you'll see that they they said that uh, leading up to the sixties and seventies, California prisoners became politicized. And they blamed it on social movements like anti-war movements and, and social justice movements, including student student movements and stuff. And and, and so they they said that politicizing started uh, having California prisoners demand their human rights. And they said this in the report. <laughs> so 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 they 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 can explain to you why uh, they said inside of California prison guards. Uh, call for a separate prisoners for black militants, black uh, Muslims, black uh, uh, revolutionaries, uh, uh, black radicals, and jailhouse lawyers. So, so instead of uh, just a separate prison, they they started seeing how they can use these control units, and that's what happened. December of 1986, they opened up the had to be security housing unit control unit and move some guys uh, from Quentin over there. Then in uh, December 87, they opened up New Folsom, that's uh, CSP, Sacramento, uh, control unit. Uh, uh, and then, and then uh, they, they had moved some guys from Old Folsom and Quentin over there. Then they opened up Corcoran. Now they, they, they advanced it to, a, to control units to another level. At Corcoran, uh, security housing unit. So they moved everybody from Tehachapi Shoe and New Folsom Shoe down to Corkin. And then when you're at Corkin, they tell them, look here, you're on your way up to the inner line. That's the Oregon border where they had, they built in Pelican Bay. They said, uh, you just become a snitch. If you parole, you got a parole date, you parole. Uh, if you don't, you're going to die up there. So it's called snitch parole and die. And they sent everybody up there. So, so they, they, they initially target that class that's in that report. Uh, this report also has a, a reference report to, uh, the California, uh, uh, CDC, uh, CDC commission report to governor, then governor Ronald Reagan. So that tell you how long they've been focusing on these revolutionaries, black militants and stuff, all the way back when Ronald Reagan was governor. Mm-hmm. So, so, so they reference these reports you can see in there that tell you how long they've been studying how to how to deal with this class of of, of uh, prisons. So I, we call conscious conscious prisons. So that was a central focus, but because there was a lot of sales and they wanted to actually. Uh, 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 fill up all those sales because they get mo- they got money. It took five hundred and and uh twelve million dollars to build Pelican Bay, uh so-called Superman security housing unit, and then a hundred nine and then another ninety six thousand every year to uh, operate operate it right. So these sales is is expensive. So they needed more. So that's why they just started uh, using what they created the indeterminate shoe. Uh, to uh, just start gaffling up uh, more and more people off the main lines. So that's the history background. That's your question. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's almost inconceivable, even though even with the history now that's being uncovered in terms of, you know, slavery and that it wasn't uh, actually abolished, all the new forms that it's taken, the convict lease system, peonage, 
uh, the black codes, Jim Crow, and like you say, now we have our prisons, which I think are, are degraded definitely to the point of like convict leasing. Like we'll just keep funneling people in. We don't, we don't care how they're fed. We don't care how they're medically cared for. We don't care the conditions that they're in. Uh, we just need those bodies in here. Um, but even with all of that, you would think that in 2022, we, well, of course, this, of course, like you said, started in the eighties, but still that we, we have not yet reconciled the fact that um, they have, this system, this oppressive system has, is, has, and still continues to signal a single out a specific group, the anti-blackness, the, 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 the blatant targeting of new African this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded people uh, revolutionary thinkers and revolutionaries aren't just pe this idea that revolutionaries are just people that walk around in you know in big boots and fatigues and carry guns this is a thinking this is an ideology this is a this is an empowerment that you are oh, offering right. to yourselves and your people and you are being brutalized for it and and most of you uh most of the new african uh revolutionary freedom fighters are not free still languishing in in these gulags in on these plantations in this new form of slavery definitely 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 it, uh, but it, now, now, here's the here's the thing with that is that uh since since that is the case what you just pointed out you got a you got a state apparatus that is saying and and, and let me take you back to uh what eric Cummins said in his book the radical the radical california history of radical history of california prisoner movement he said that uh california had uh deliberately uh singled out prisoners that had a certain education or they was educating other prisoners like like like, like in this case here and he said that and and they would they would they would single those guys out and remove them out of the population so they couldn't educate so prisoners performed what they call uh underground secret education where if you know how to read and write there's somebody gonna come around they're gonna show you how to read and write they're gonna they're gonna teach you ed, uh, from educational literature and, and material to educate your racial awareness of what's really going on there in the world so california got a long history of attacking that first amendment right and remember for the guys that was in solitary confinement uh they would take their books they would uh uh they would take and they, they would uh, punish them uh, for for any writings you do it like that. And this was exercising your First Amendment right to educate, uh, learn, and stuff like that. And 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 and, and they didn't want you like we wrote a letter to uh, San Francisco Bayview and said, uh, "Look here, we want to be able to assist and support our community. So can you let our community know anything we could do to support them?" And we signed our name on it. Well, they gave us six more years in South Dakota farming for that letter. And, and, and the only reason why they did, the only reason why they did that was because they so far away up there and, and by the Oregon border that no one was looking. So they was doing what they ever did, hell they wanted to you get away. It would. Of course. And, you know, and just hearing you say that, and I know we've talked about this before, but that is just. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. I mean, don't you just see chattel slavery 
when you're talking about, I hope the, the audience hears that, when you're talking about you have to go underground to teach each other to read and write, to teach each other about your history, to, to, hear, to teach each other about um, new ideologies that will actually serve the people. And you have to do it underground because if you are caught, you are going to be severely punished. You might as well just talk, be talking about people enslaved during chattel slavery days. If you got caught reading or learning to read or write, you were going to be severely punished. <laughs> I mean, we are, I mean, th there's just no way you can't, we cannot put those two side by side and then not come up with OMG. Slavery is still legal. This is what we this is what we are doing on our watch and this is what we need to shake people out of. But because of our colonized mind, because we have been conditioned to not see it that way, we have to just people don't and we have to keep saying it over and over again. So now you have also just made that clear you have you have proved it yet again by saying because you dared to assert your humanity, to assert a document that says we are all have access and should be protected by these constitutional amendments and the, and the Constitution itself. For, for asserting yourselves in that manner, you were severely punished with six years of solitary confinement and I also just need to say because I still no matter how many times we say it there are still so many people that don't know it and there are people that you, we have to just keep saying it over and over again because I think it's just still too unbelievable for people to hear that the UN Council the UN uh, Human Rights Council has deemed solitary confinement and they don't even they are not even talking about this very specific kind of Pelican Bay solitary confinement they're just talking solitary confinement for two weeks after two weeks maybe that they actually use the, the the phrase 14 days is considered torture and what i just heard you say what i want to reiterate to the people that are listening to this you got six more years six more years on top of the many years you had already spent in this particular kind of solitary confinement that was meant to break you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. simply because you asserted the fact that they are subjecting us to this torture. We want to be able to teach our people. We need to let the public know what we can, what, that this is happening and that we are doing it and we want it and we are going to continue to do it because we have the right to do it and we want to, the public to know and we want them to be working with us. You get six years of torture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm four years but uh, when I got when, when they did that that was 2000 so I had already did 20 years you've already done 20 years of torture yeah so one of the, one of the most important things that we, we try to do is 
educate ourselves to change our old way of thinking. Uh, we call it breaking the chains. Mental chains of slavery. Breaking the chains if you got criminal thoughts. And breaking the chains if you got gangster thoughts. Want to be like Al Capone and all that stuff. So, so that transformation requires you to seek out others who have already done that. Malcolm X did it. So if you read his books, you'll see a way of transforming your mind to actually begin to clear up and, and break those chains and quit thinking like slaves, criminals, and gangsters. Uh, George Jackson did that. He accomplished that, and he wrote a book on, uh, like a blueprint, how to do it. It's called Solidarity Brothers. So in so in 2002, I submitted a request to order the book, and they approved me to order the book. So I ordered the book. I received the book. Eleven years later, eleven years later in 2013, after uh, after the third hunger strike, they seen the writing on the wall, and they seen that they was going to let me out. So they gave me my first 115, my first write up for that book. In 20, in 20 years, that was my first write-up. They gave me for the book that they let me order. So they get to manufacture, again, using slave codes to deny you your freedom because of a book you read. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We have a commitment commitment to the people, to our community. Uh, we don't wait until we get out. We, we serving right now, you know. The thing about it is, we've been harmed, we've been harmed by the state. Uh, you can't you can't do that to to, to people. You, you send them in in solitary confinement as as, as private youngsters, and they come out as aging elders. And all the trauma, you know, we've seen guys who put in scalding water until the skin peeled down off their their legs. Uh, uh, it, it just we we ne we never seen grass, trees, outside sun for decades. Yeah. No, we was in, we was, it was like going in your closet and shutting all the doors without a window and being in that box for three hundred sixty five for twenty twenty thirty years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong, and as a society. Again, uh, this is happening on our watch for every time that we decide not to pay attention. Um, we are dis doing a disservice to humanity. And so, again, like, and like you said, and it's not lost on me, you are doing the work in there. And that's another thing that needs to be recognized. I know you guys are not looking for recognition in terms of... Uh, you know, getting accolades, although you deserve them. You have been doing the work. You've been honing your skills. That's another thing that we must bear the responsibility for, is working with you all to can change the condition to change the conditions that are here on the ground. Um, with your, you know, with with your assistance and your help, um, so that our youth are not being uh, stolen from us and. Uh, funneled through this, the system, but also for our own collective uh, liberation and, and knowledge building. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So 
in these last couple minutes here, what what would you what do you want us mostly to take away from this conversation today? Uh, just just not just the insight knowledge of what what uh, has not been readily available to them as far as information. We want them to know that, and that at the same time, <clears throat> support our voices getting heard through the the right to Kate, the elders. Fantastic. Okay. Well, we can definitely do that. At one point in our conversation, I was explaining to Breedy that we're going to start up Liberate the Caged Voices. And although I am not someone that works on policy or uh, mostly does activist work, um, not so much organizing work, but that if we bring these, if we start up Liberate the Caged Voices again and bring these voices out and the solutions out from the work that our guys are doing in the inside and the women are doing on the inside, then we will probably catch or meet or connect with some of those people that are interested in doing that work. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you hit it nail the head because the more people that would, would join you in that effort, uh, the more quickly we can have Nancy Skinner then begin to uh, hear the people's voice uh, calling for it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, uh, yeah, as always, you know, we appreciate all the support we can get because this is uh, a continuing struggle. And uh, the more we can educate and, and, and uh, bring, it, bring it to the people's attention, the more the people can can uh, make the decision to uh, come on board and support us, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, uh, on, on, a, on a last note that uh, like I, I had... Uh, had to uh, give us a salute uh, to the, uh, the sisters that have held us down uh, over the over the uh, decades, centuries, including going back to slavery. We wouldn't, wouldn't have made it out of slavery if it wasn't for the uh, contributions that our sister has made. And I want to give that shout out and salute to the sisters for continuing in the struggle, and let them know as as, as those of us to see them and, and, and can't wait to be there to support them. Beautiful. Always, always coming from the heart. Always coming from the straight respect. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. <laughs> hey, you have a positive, blessed night, sister. All right, you too, brother. Peace All right, and positivity. Bye. All right, peace and positivity. All right, beautiful people. That is our show. I want to thank you for joining me here this morning. Please do not forget to visit the California Prison Focus website at www.prisons.org and check out the archives there, um, their most recent newsletter uh, to get more information like Baridi was talking about. Also, uh, the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper at www.sfbayview.com. Something that I would like to acknowledge here is that for many of you that have been listening to this show for a long time, what you're hearing from Baridi is not new, but I'm hoping that we have a lot of new listeners, and that is why we keep talking about our California hunger strikers and want to hear from people like Baridi, because not only are these elders still inside after decades of being tortured by solitary confinement, but also... Um, decades of being caged 
even after they have been tortured. We are working to get them home. We are working to acknowledge and continually put forth and shine the light on the incredible work that they are still doing from the inside and how we it's necessary that we are working with them in solidarity. So again, for those of you that know this information, please continue to spread the word. And for those of you that are new to this information, I hope that you will continue to come back and learn more. We need these wise elders um, as we do our work. All right. We are also in our fall fundraiser for KPOO San Francisco 89.5. So be sure to make your donation. You can do it online easily by going to kpoo.com. You can also send in your donation by sending it in to KPOO PO Box 156650 San Francisco, California 94115. This Black-owned, independent, legacy radio station provides content that you will not hear anywhere else. So please make your donation today. All right, get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer. All power to the people. My mic is like my only highlight in my life some days.